It's time for Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison with their special guest, Reverend Daniel McGinty. Love talking today about developing friends in the gaps of life. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn. We're in the studio today with a very special guest. and uh, In fact, two special guests, Gavin. One of them is... My dear husband, Mr. Van Davison. Hello, Mr. Davison. Hello, Ms. Davison. How are you today? I'm perfect. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm <laughs> better. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> What's going on that's so exciting right now with hmm? you? What is going on with you that's so exciting right now? Oh, I've got so many exciting things in my life that I don't know where to start. What about an anniversary? Well, we got an anniversary coming up in 10 days. Be 67 oh. years with the same woman. With the same man. That's, that's a small amount of time there. That's, <laughs> that's right by. In the studio with us today, we have a good friend. Uh, would you like to introduce him, Van? Yes, I would. This is, uh, we, we've got uh, Reverend Daniel McGinty with us. Reverend, that's very serious. Yeah, that's right. I'll roll with that. When, when I first saw that, I said, uh, who is this guy, you know, <laughs> Reverend? But hey, that, I am ordained. Daniel and I usually uh, meet at the coffee table out in the, uh, the lobby of the church uh, on Sunday morning and exchange a few uh, insignificant things. But, hey, nothing's uh, insignificant with you, Van. It's always <laughs> you got great stories, my friend. Great stories. But anyway, uh, uh, Daniel, uh, I don't even know what you call Daniel. What is Daniel? I don't know. Let, we'll let him tell us. Tell us what you are, Daniel. What's <laughs> your title? i got to take a deep breath first because I don't know if it, the title covers everything, but I wear lots of hats. So my title is the Singles and Young Adults Pastor. Okay. And, um, but I manage all of our social media, all our video production. Uh, I'm the announcement video guy. Uh, I'm the publications dude. And um, let's see, what else? Uh, promotions. And <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's a mixed bag, and it keeps me – I manage our website as well. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it keeps me on my toes, and I get to be creative. And Pastor Steve is a great leader that enables me to do that. So it's a lot of fun. The end of our service, uh, Daniel uh, is on the YouTube, I call it, and uh, telling everybody what's going on and uh, what's coming up, and so it's very informative. And we have a special and, treat for you this Sunday. I filmed a promotional video for VBS with Brother John and uh, my two oldest daughters. So oh, it's, uh, that'll be great. <laughs> it'll it'll uh, it'll make you laugh, no doubt. I used to make uh, commercials. Uh, for the radio, because Evan's been on 30-something years. Hmm. Of course, I was in real estate 42 years in Austin, and uh, I used to use my grandsons when they were little fellows. If you have them, why not, right? And uh, it was, I had some great commercials about that time. <laughs> I bet. And you got but, that great radio voice, too, Van, so that works. The other great thing about Daniel is he's married to Brooke. And how long have y'all been married? We've been married a little over nine years. I realize that's like chump change compared to y'all and being married for 67 years, but it has flown by, I tell you. Oh, it, lots it, of adventures. And it goes by faster as you get along. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I picked up. You know, just well, Tell me about your children. All right, so my oldest, Hanalei, she's just turning five and a half, mm-hmm. and she is super spunky, very creative, loves playing with Legos. And Lively, my three-and-a-half-year-old, she is a lot of fun, loves to dance. And then um, Clayson is my son. He just turned two, and he loves playing with cars, 
and Transformers. I finally got him hooked on his first Transformers. <laughs> it took a while, but, you know, he's down. And, then, of course, I have a two-month-old, actually almost three-month-old, Fisher. Fisher Thaddeus McGinty. We went uh, <laughs> super biblical. Uh, I wanted to be a Fisher of Men, so we named her after a disciple in his middle name. So Fisher Thaddeus. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. You've been a busy guy and take care of family. You know. With a big family like I like I like. First Baptist in Pflugerville. Yeah. That is, you stay busy, don't you? I do. I have to manage my checklist pretty carefully. <laughs> you know? Keep that calendar uh, up to date, for sure. Well, uh, how long have you been there, Daniel? I've been at First Baptist Pflugerville for a little over three years. Three years. Yep. yep. We've made a lot of changes, haven't we? We have, and it's been interesting. Um, you know, Pastor Steve, when he first hired me, he said, you know, we want to be able to kind of bring this ch- our church in sort of the 21st century, and I could use your help with that. And so we've tried to do some things that, you know, make changes, bring us to where we're being relevant to the culture in a way that translates the gospel uh, into mediums and ways that make sense for people. Um, so it's been – and Pastor Steve is a flexible guy, He's really open to things. And you can't say that for a lot of pastors who've been doing church for yeah. a long time. So that's a pretty special thing. I tell Brother Steve all the time, I remind him that uh, he's the only pastor and preacher that we've ever had in all the churches we've been in. Yeah. We've had pastors and we've had preachers, but we've never had a combination until we got him. It's a really interesting observation because there are guys who are very good at teaching there's guys who are very good at shepherding, you know, mm-hmm. right. um, and Pastor Steve is really good at both. Yep, he is. He is. How, how long have you been there now? Three years? Three years, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you've seen some major changes in three years, haven't you? But, you yep. know, we live in a world, uh, Daniel, that uh, there are 4.5 billion people who are without hope and joy and, um, you know, you are one of our blessings in well, that regard. Well, thank you. Send it right back to you. Because we really do plan and work hard to be friends to neighbors and to uh, to people that, you know, even on a short journey coming through. And so I, I want I you to give us a little bit of a profile of what your life was like growing up compared to what you are dealing with today and, and, and in, a, in the area of ministry. All right, so comparing my life, where are we talking about cutoff here? Are we talking uh, before going to college or before yeah, coming where, here? Where, do you, where were you reared? I was raised in the country of Texas and Japan. Oh. So my parents are missionaries, and they've been with OMF, Overseas Missionary Fellowship, for a very long time. And when I was about two and a half, I was potty trained on the airplane, and we <laughs> went to Japan. And my parents served there as church planners for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And they actually recently just retired from the field, uh, man, just about four four months ago. And uh, that's a big deal for them. They've been there almost 35 years. Yeah. And they're still with OMF. They're going to be doing some things. And I can't say too much just because they're still f- sort of navigating that and figuring things out. But, yeah, it was a pretty interesting life. A lot of interesting stories growing up, living overseas, for sure. Well, you know, Jesus said, gave us a promise. He said, I have come that you might have life, mm. have it abundant. And that means that our life should be filled with joy and blessings. And that's from John 10. What are some of the happiest days of your life? Wow. Right uh, now? Where to start? Well, yeah, right now is a big, big place to start. 
Um, and by the way, John 10, 10 is my favorite verse for a couple of reasons. One, it's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two numbers, 10 and 10. But yeah, that's I don't, I'm not usually a big favorite verse kind of person, but that definitely is mine too. It, I love it. It's just so simple. It in John 15:16, which says, "You did not choose me; mm. I chose you." Hey, not only have I chosen you, I have planted you right where you are, that you might grow up mm. and bear fruit, and that your fruit might be lasting. God has chosen us for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, these are the days that are just totally blessed. Am I sleep deprived? Absolutely. You know, I'll get four or five hours of sleep a night. I got a newborn, but, <laughs> you know, but um, someone's always awake, uh, whether it's mommy or daddy or the kids. But we, you know, when I come home from church, from work, and I, you know, lock my car and I'm right standing at the door about to open the the, the front door, I hear, Daddy's home! Daddy's oh. home! <laughs> I hear the thump, 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 thump down the stairs. And you know, I just... You know, I've been working hard all day, and I love yeah. what I do. But when I come home and I hear Daddy's home, and it's it's exciting, it just you know makes it feel all worth it. You know, mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah, that's good to be able to turn it off and go to the family. Yeah, sometimes you ha- need that buffer, you know, yeah. just to kind of all right, God, I've got to switch from work mental gear to family mental gear, right. and uh, you know, you have to almost like just pray, just okay, God, help me be present with Him and leave church ministry work in a different box so I can really be with them. Did you learn that from your parents growing up? Yes and no. Um, you know, I grew up in sort of an interesting sort of situation where so in the mission field, most missionaries have to put their kids in boarding schools, uh, missionary boarding schools, to, in other, for them to have an education. Homeschool is not an option, but in the mission field, it's always kind of limited. Uh, so I kind of grew up in a very interesting sort of situation, a big, big family of other missionaries in a missionary boarding school. And so I saw my parents on holidays and parent visits, which seems very strange for most people, but mm-hmm. it was super normal for missionaries back then. And so when we were home, though, our parents always made us a priority. And so while we weren't there, they, they focused on ministry, obviously, but when we were there, I never felt like I had to compete for their attention. Um, so I always appreciated that. And they were really good about making a lot of special time for us. In fact, when, before I'd go to school, they would, my dad would do this thing with me called Daniel Day, where I got to choose whatever I wanted to do for the day. And we'd go out, just me and him, go do something special all day. And um, just some fond memories there. Yeah. We, uh, we have a clip uh, from, I guess, last Sunday or Sunday before last of um, Dr. Steve Washburn that mm-hmm. we want to play. We need to hear from our well, some of our sponsors first. Let's do that, Gavin, and then let's come back and and um, listen very carefully to what he has to say, because Jesus is our very best friend. Amen. Uh, he needs to be that in every area of our life to the extent that we um, we are living in a comfort zone with him. Hmm. but also in a welcome zone for others. And I want us, when we come back, uh, to talk about Pflugerville. Okay. Because that uh, is a major change uh, in a lot of different directions, and I want us to talk about that. And I also want us to talk about why Jesus is our very best friend and why church is so important in that Hmm. relationship. So let's take a break, and we'll be back with Love Talk and McGinty. And Van Davison, right after this. All right.
inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. See if any of these sound familiar. Aging, rumors of employer downsizing, the Me Too movement, same-sex marriages, children being bullied at school, possible block arteries, Russian intrusion in elections. Unemployed, children falling behind in grades, waiting for biopsy results, illegal immigration, a marriage problem, out of control debt, border security, an undiagnosed medical problem. Black Lives Matter. Potential employer buyout. Fear that cancer may return. Expensive car repairs. 
having difficulty with children. The abortion industry. Supreme Court justice nomination. A significant life change underway. What kinds of things weigh heavy on your mind today? Could be one of those. Could be something else. Things like that weigh heavy on us. We can't help but have those things occupy our minds. Just a few words from Jesus as we get started this morning. John fourteen twenty seven. My peace I give you. I do not give to you like the world gives. Your hearts must not be troubled or fearful. John 14, 1. Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. John 15, 7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Luke twelve thirty two. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father always delights to give you the kingdom. Do you know what else Jesus says? Don't forget me. He says. Do this in order to remember me. Things press in on us from every direction. Things fill our mind. They fill our psyche. They fill our consciousness. They are there today. And Jesus knows that. So in the midst of it, Jesus says to us here today, hey, don't forget me. Don't forget the monumental work I did for you. Don't forget my cross. Don't forget what I did there. Don't forget that I took all your lifetime full of sins in my body and paid the debt for those. Don't forget that now that I've paid for the debt, you can come to me and ask forgiveness and I'll give it. Don't forget that because of what I've done, you can have Victory over whatever it is you're facing and an eternity with me. Don't forget that. All the other things in your life that struggle for your attention, Jesus says, I understand that. 
but let's get our priorities straight. You win. I've paid the price, and all you have to do now is trust and follow me because I've paid the price, and you win. You win. When the scores go up, when the game is over, when the numbers are announced, you win. Whatever it is you're facing today. Whatever it is you're facing today, Jesus says, I'll take care of that. That's small. Trust me, follow me, I'll take care of that. I know it's overwhelming to you, Jesus says, but it's not overwhelming to me. I've, over, I've already overcome that. Trust me and follow me, and I'll take care of it. This morning, as we assemble, as we gather here, you just devote yourself to remembering me and what I've done for you. Let's pray together. Thank you, Gavin, for helping us hear from our sponsors. And uh, we are in studio today with Mr. Van Ed Davison, my husband of 67 years. Ooh. He's on trial today. That's right. <laughs> I'm always on trial. No pressure. <laughs> Never changes price. Also right. with us is Daniel McGinty. He is, I don't know how to say what he is. He's a reverend. He's a friend of ours from First Baptist Church in Pflugerville. And we're talking today about ministry and how important it is that we we become friends with those in the neighborhood of where we live, in a city or whatever. And I mentioned as we went out that <clears throat> Pflugerville is the fastest growing city in the nation right now. That came out just recently. Wow, really? Yes, fastest growing city in the nation. That's amazing. What category was that? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure, but it was named. Um, I've got the survey. I got the thing at home. I didn't put it on my notes. But you know, it comes when you. Uh, it comes as newness to us when you go from Sunday to Sunday mm. and you see the development along the main ways. Oh yeah, they're tearing up all the roads over by oh. our house. My goodness, my favorite route to church is gone. <laughs> and, if, you know, if you miss one Sunday, uh, and then when you go back after it's been two weeks, this building's up that weren't there. Oh, no. It's like grass. <laughs> like, if you don't mow any land in, in Pflugerville, a building is just going to grow up overnight. Yeah. Well, that that tells us something about uh, what our ministry is, what the field of mm. love and service is for us. Uh, ben and I don't live in Pflugerville, but we, we went there because of our grandchildren. Yeah. And uh, they left us, and we're still there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found we found the home there. There you go. So, anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the changes that um, uh, FBC, uh, First Baptist Church in Pflugerville, is going through right now because we're making some. Okay. Oh, no doubt. Um, so, what's, this is really a fascinating case study. Our church is probably doing something that, well, we've not heard of any church attempting to do this. And granted, I'm sort of building this up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Granted, we have a particular facility that might facilitate us being able to do this particular setup. So most churches, if they have a contemporary and a traditional service, they do them at two different times. We're crazy, 
and we decided to do them at the same time. <laughs> and one of those um, services, uh, well, then we all combine for the sermon time. So we have two worship facilities, or we call them praise services. We have the contemporary in the, our worship center, which is our main sanctuary, our largest sanctuary. And then we have our traditional praise service in the, our multi-purpose building, which was our original sanctuary. Well, not the original, the, section, the second mm-hmm. sanctuary. Right. And we've revamped it. I mean, it's super nice, and just the sound in there sounds ava- amazing. Um, and so we have two parallel services happening at the same time in two separate venues. And then when the praise and um, singing time is over, the traditional crowd they migrate over to the the larger sanctuary for the time of sermon, for baptisms, for the announcement videos, and offering, <laughs> and altar call. Uh, so a lot of the the meat and potatoes of the of what we would call Sunday morning, we all do together, which has just been absolutely fantastic because our main sanctuary, our largest one, is seats comfortably about a thousand people. And when we had only half the people in there, it felt like, as Pastor Steve mm-hmm. said, marbles in a shoebox. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all of us there together, the dynamic has just changed. You know, when Pastor Steve's preaching, if he has a really good point or something funny, it just everything is magnified. The energy is just so much more positive, which sounds really kind of cheesy. But the, I can't get away from just how much more encouraging it feels. Mm-hmm. And we're all together, the unity that comes from us doing this. It's been it was kind of a scary thing to do because it was a big ask yeah. of people. It's a big change. Yeah, and between uh, between Sunday school and the time that we get together for these uh, praise sessions in the two different locations, uh, we have a little coffee break there. Yeah, uh, between and, the two. And, and I look forward to that because I get to visit with people that I don't see otherwise. Yeah. It's amazing how coffee brings people together, right? Yeah, Jesus right. and coffee can do amazing things. Hey, right. I'm drinking coffee right now. We're talking about Jesus. So. <laughs> the reason I wanted us to talk about that today is because, and we have a couple of minutes for a break, is because, um, you know, young people change quickly and easily, hmm. except they don't want to go back to yesterday. Yeah. They don't want to do yesterday. Hey, everything forward, right? Right. And in that regard, trying to separate uh, the uh, dynamics of what's going on uh, for old people, I think, is a lot harder than it is for young people. Mm. Uh, When you get in routine and you live by routine, uh, it takes something massive to shake you up where you begin to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. And so I see it, the first Sunday, it was a little ragged, and Van <laughs> wasn't convinced. We were working on a few, yeah. a few kinks. That, that fellowship meet and greet time went on a little long, right? Yeah, when, was you get, a little bit. when you get in your mid-80s, uh, change is, is uh, tough. The only change you want is from a dollar bill, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, geez. y'all are. Y'all. I only I only know how to tell dad jokes. You know, my, I know. As soon, so. as soon as I became a dad, my da- my jokes just became horribly cheesy. It used to be uh, funny. Well, one of the exciting things though is that uh, there is such a loving, friendly spirit at no First Baptist, and we give us a location before we go out. We need to take our break. Location, we're in Pflugerville, right there on, our address is 306 South 10th Street in Pflugerville, 
Texas, and if you go down Pecan Street, down towards Old Town Pflugerville, you'll see us. You can't miss the gigantic steeple. In fact, you can see our steeple from I-45 Toll Road, mm-hmm. 35 and 130. Um, it's a pretty tall steeple. You'll yeah. find us. Well, we are in studio today with David, David, with Daniel McGinty, and we're talking about what it takes to build a life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He says, I've come that you might have life, and we're looking at today. Stay with us for some messages from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know, we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Thank you, Gavin. Uh, we just couldn't make it down here every week, the band, without Gavin. He is yep. such yep. a joy to us and, uh, and does a good job for us. And we're having a fun today with our friend Daniel McGinty, who is on staff at First Baptist Church in Pflugerville, which is mine and Van's home church. Hmm. And uh, Daniel, I want us to talk about people not inside the church, but outside hmm. the church. Uh, I read most a, people. Yeah. <laughs> I read a survey this week that says there are 4.5 billion people who are living without hope that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. Mm. What is it that we as Christians are called to do when you've got a, a, an audience as big as 4.5 billion people? Well, we have to get up and get out and go tell, right? Right. Something along those lines, I've, I've heard that before. Um, yeah, we, we just can't sit around. You know, God has given us his grace, and we, we can't be reservoirs of his grace. We have to be vessels of his grace. We have to be pipelines. We have to be um, 
conduits of his grace. We mm-hmm. can't just keep it to ourselves and hoard it and say, oh, man, I love the fellowship. I love the huddle. Hey, the game's about getting out there, you know, about doing it. Um, so we've got to we've got to get out there and tell people. And sometimes telling doesn't require any words. As as a minister to all the total church, but primarily to uh, to singles, yeah. uh, adult singles, what do you see as their greatest need uh, in the era of friendship? Or, or you know, belonging is a big deal. Um, so and so it used to be in previous generations, if someone wanted to become part of the church. They would need. They would, the idea was let's get them to believe, and then they'll belong, and then they will serve. Whereas everything else sort of flip flop. They want to serve first, find belonging in that serving, and then, like, wow, this really is the real thing. And then belief follows after doing. So everything's sort of backwards. So I found that you know one thing this generation is looking for more than anything else is an opportunity to to serve to make a difference in this world. You know, what's crazy, some of the stats have come out that millennials are more generous than um, generations before them, than baby boomers. So they give more to charity than baby boomers, which we don't we don't ever hear about that because we always think, oh, millennials are entitled and they always want free college yeah. and free this and free that. That's mostly just a lot of stuff in the news. Yeah, there may be some of that there, obviously, but... They want it. They want the chance to belong in a context where it matters. They're how, looking for that. How do you see the singles at FBC and Pflugerville ministering to the community? Well, this uh, next week, actually, the singles department, so that everyone over thirty, they're going to be helping out with snacks and everything and, and refreshments for VBS. They're going to be getting plugged in doing that. Um, our young adults, they help out with various things around the church too. In fact, we got a in fact, a couple of weeks ago, I asked them, if you could serve in any way in the church, what would it be? And they just, they had quick answers. Like, hey, really? What involved. did they say? One said, I would like to be involved with the choir. I'm like, choir? Who? Okay, choir. Yeah. Great. Let's get, and she joined the choir. Um, one said, man, I would love to use my Taekwondo and teach kids how to do self-defense stuff. I'm like, let me look into that. Let's see. You know, if we can find an avenue for you to teach kids um, some of these self-defense things that would be beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I said, what is your gifts? What are your skills that you would like to contribute to the church as a whole? And they were passionate about it. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Before we went to First Baptist Lugerville, we were senior uh, singles, adult division um, coordinators at our church. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason we went left that church and to go to Lugerville was because of our grandchildren. Uh, we had two sets of grandchildren, our older ones and then the younger ones. And we were not putting any time into our, to our younger grandchildren. Mm. And it was a real hard change at first. But one of the things that we discovered, first of all, was the, the, the um, security that was there with a pastor like Dr. Steve Washburn. Mm. He is, as Van said, he's the best we've ever had. We've had a lot of good ones. We've traveled the world and had a lot of good ones. But what I want us to do is, for just a few minutes, uh, Daniel, is talk about people uh, every day out there that are looking for a friend. Uh, how do they see themselves in general? And I don't mean just singles. I mean, you know, families. What What do you think? most Americans look at, look for today or look like today in, in this area of what we call Christianity. People who are looking, we're talking about people outside the church, what they're, what they're looking for. 
I think people are looking for authenticity. You know, that's a big thing right now. People, especially younger families, millennial families, they're looking for something that passes a smell test, something that really feels like the real thing. People aren't being fake. Um, they're looking for transparency. Exactly. They're looking for transparency. They want people <clears throat> that will be honest with them, people who won't just pretend like everything's okay, and people that will be willing to share their weaknesses, their own personal struggles, and to share in those with them and walk with them and not just act like, hey, I got it all together. You should too. That just doesn't that don't fly anymore. Um, and maybe it never did fly. I don't know. But young families are looking for, I think they're really looking for community. Mm-hmm. Where they they know that their kids are going to be taken care of and make wholesome friendships, but also find other parents they can really lean into and also contribute to the church. You know, I have, we had a young family join almost a couple of years ago, and they said we want we came here because we knew we could offer our service. We mm-hmm. knew we could get we could give back, and it's been amazing to see how they've served in our church, and um, it, it's really fascinating about millennial parents is that many of them dropped out of the church years ago. Mm-hmm. But when they had kids, they saw that how important it was to find a faith community again. Well, you know, that is so true because with each stage, and, and we talked about that with, you know, the contemporary and then the traditional, you mm-hmm. know, in the area of worship yeah. uh, or praise. Praise, yes. Worship is pretty common, but praise is, is different. Yeah. Uh, there, we have to accommodate those to the extent that God calls us to minister to them. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. Um, and I know that, you know, with singles, working with singles, because, man, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Every day they have seemed like a new vision of what they want to do, can't mm-hmm. do, and don't have any help doing. But I read it this week uh, that there are 40 million people in the United States who feel trapped and crippled by fear. And live as prisoners of their own anxiety. Wow. Does that shock you? It doesn't shock me. We're in a very um, high-paced society. No one takes vacation time in this country. And you look know, at places in Europe, they get two months off paid for vacation. We don't take breaks here. Probably why we're a very productive country. But people are uptight. you got to work. Most families, both mom and dad, have to work just to... Put bread on the table and pay the mortgage, especially if you live in Austin, the rising uh, cost of living, of course, right? And which is part of the reason why Pflugerville is expanding so much, um, because it's one of the few affordable places. In fact, it's becoming more and more unaffordable, mm-hmm. which is why Maynard is now kind of getting out there and saying, hey, we're the place to live now. You can actually buy a house for under $200,000, you know, yeah. <laughs> which seems, okay, that's great. Um, so it's... It doesn't shock me, you know, mm-hmm. but one of the greatest phrases in the Bible is do not fear. Oh, right? How perfect many times? love. I think it's said like almost 300 times in the Bible. Perfect love casts out fear. That Absolutely. Was, that was a scripture that a, a young department director and a teacher mm-hmm. quoted me in my life uh, before I came to know the love of the Lord Jesus. Wow. You know, when you think about it, uh, the best thing we have going for us is that the the Lord Jesus himself is a friend to all. Yeah. And we need to take our break in a few minutes. But I want to, I, I want us to give a picture, Daniel, of what life is for a, give a, for you to give us a picture of what life is for a, for a pastor of a church when you're working with singles and you have family at home. How do you 
connect those two things in a way that you feel mm-hmm. God's blessing? How do I balance them? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's sometimes we do ministry and family at the same time. You know, uh, when I have to suffer for Jesus and take my young adults to golf for a fellowship, um, in the past, we, we've taken our kids with us and we have fun there with all the rest of them. It's a little difficult to do now that we have four of them, <laughs> so we didn't do it this year. Um, so we try to do it together as much as we can, be a part of that community as a family. Um, you know, but it's all about balance. You know, Brooke and I will we'll go over our calendar and we'll say, all right, here's what I got going on. She looks at our family and knows, all right, this is what our family needs. This is what mm-hmm. we got going on. This is some good dates for you to plan your ministry stuff around. So I always try to prioritize family to make sure that when I'm scheduling ministry events on weekends and stuff, that it's, it's what's best for our family. I'm not overloading them too much. Mm-hmm. And it's easy because you can always say yes to ministry. Ministry, there's no clock in, there's no clock out, there's no time. You know, I get text messages at late at night from young adults saying, hey, this is what's going yeah. on or whatever. And, you know, that's what I'm there for. It's good. I try to always be, always try to be attainable, mm-hmm. but not always available. Yeah. If someone needs to talk to me or text me, I will always be uh, available for yeah. that. But I'm not always attainable. Maybe we're getting this backwards. I don't know. But I may always be able to physically meet with somebody. But you can always get a hold of me. And I think that's why I try to strive for the ministry and when I'm with my kids to be present, mm-hmm. and which is hard to do. It's really hard for me because I've got a little bit of what they call the ADHDs. <laughs> and, um, You've got what? Now let's start over. The, the, AD, <laughs> the ADHD, the ADD, the ADHDs. And, um, uh, and so I will, I'll just keep going and going, and my mind's pretty busy. Yeah. It's hard to switch gears and really be present with them. So. Well, we certainly do a wonderful job. Uh, I... I am just to the, well, I'm just absolutely astounded at what is going on in Pflugerville with First Baptist Church. It's amazing. With, with Dr. Steve Washburn. Uh, he is so simple, and yet he is so complete that no uh, to take on this mm-hmm. kind of change. No one else could really do it. There's very few pastors that have that kind of trust credit to be able to pull this thing off, and yeah. he... You know, he's the man, yeah. i got to say. And what's interesting, a lot of other churches have heard what we're doing. Like, hey, how do you guys do this? How did that go? Yeah. We'd like to try that, you know, because it it really has been beneficial for our church to all be together. Well, uh, we, we got back. I want to talk about the best friend we have. Okay. A lot of Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville. And come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. 
These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Gavin, and thank you to all of you who are listening to us today. We are on Facebook today, and we're getting some response to that. How about yeah. that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Well, one of the things that is uh, always so um, inspiring for us, Daniel, when we have young men uh, or young women like you come in and give young, us Young, I'll take that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us a picture of what God is doing. Mm. And... Um, we, we're talking about friends today. You know, how it is that you can really uh, get involved in, in worship and in all the things that, that our churches offer us today. Hmm. Uh, it is important that we have friends at church. But the most important friend of all is for the Lord Jesus. Absolutely. And when we look at, um, at a life uh, of friendship that comes from the Lord, let's talk about... How it is that we come to that point hmm. when we realize that, you know, we do not have what it is that God wants to give us? Well, we have to first look at the mirror, a realistic mirror, and that's God's Word. And God's Word shows us who we are for real. And we look in all kinds of mirrors. We look at social media. You know, what do my friends say that I am? Who do, you know, who do my parents say that I am? looking at all kinds of avenues for who we are. When we look at God's Word, we see that we are beautifully and wonderfully made, but we also see that we're broken. And the only person that can heal us from that brokenness is Jesus Christ. And when we not just submit to him as our Lord and Savior, but also engage in a relationship that looks like friendship. Now, friendship always denotes that we're equals, but we're, of course, not equals with Jesus. It's a friendship that I always liken it much to... um, the greatest example is from the, the movie Master and Commander with, uh, with uh, what's it, Kurt, not Kurt Russell, that's a different guy. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, but there's a captain of the ship and his best friends with the doctor. And they're, they're good friends. They're, you know, they're comrades, but he's the captain. And he has to make calls that, you know, the doctor doesn't like. He voices his opinion. He protests, but at the end of the day, he submits. And they're still friends. And so that dynamic is very similar to the one that we have with Jesus Christ. He is our captain. And we will submit to him. But we also have the sort of give and take that he's given us. Jesus told us this time, I've told you, I've approached you like friends. I've told you everything you need to know. I've not held anything back. 
And that is it's a friendship that he extends to us. It's not the one that we initiate. It's one that he defines. And so it's really, you know, he's not our buddy, but he is our friend. He's our advocate. He listens. He's on our side. And without him, we cannot do ministry. We can't do this thing called the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about the Christian life inside the framework of the stained glass windows. Mm. But the biggest part of what God calls us to do is outside the windows. Absolutely. Out in the marketplace. And one of the things that, that we leave to talk about is how it is that work work brings blessing. Hmm. You know, we don't just, you just don't get up in the morning. Now, the Old Testament says every morning the Lord will put a bucket full of goodness, grace, and mercy on the front door for you. There you go. But it's not for our just for us to consume it is for us to give away Hmm. and so i want us to talk about how today what some of the real attributes of joyful friendship is and the first one is that we pray and listen we Hmm. have to have personal time with him that gives us two things joy and hope right on well i think you got nailed on the head you know a a real friendship with we're talking about in the context of jesus christ Mm -hmm. or with other people in general both. Both of Jesus Christ. When we pray to him, it's not just talking to him. I think we always feel like it's a one-way conversation. Let me just kind of get this off my shoulders and talk to him. Praying is a conversation. We don't oftentimes think of in terms of it that way. And we say we need to listen to God, but it's not like you're going to hear an audible voice. Sometimes that does happen. I don't want to ever put God in a box. But communication is saying something and someone else hears that mm-hmm. and their thoughts are directed differently because of what you said. So when we pray to God, because we're engaging in that communication, I believe he directs our thoughts to think yes. about things we would never think about sure he does. than if we had never engaged in that conversation. Yeah. And that's what I think the conversation looks like. You'll find yourself praying for some friend elsewhere, and all of a sudden that he'll lead you to start praying for somebody else or to think about your own issues that you need to confess to him. Uh, it's amazing what happens when we're faithful to pray, how the Spirit directs our thoughts in ways that we would never imagine. You know, it is, and it's so strengthening because even if you ask for something that not, is not part of God's plan, he gives you what it is you need for the moment if Absolutely. you really trust him. Uh, one of the things that I found out is is uh, Van prays through the alphabet. I pray through the alphabet. He prays 42 minutes, right? Uh, 45 minutes. 45 minutes every morning for for friends and, and people we know mm. that have needs, but also for ways that we might bless others. I know that a lot of times <clears throat> I say the Lord, I know, gets tired of hearing the same old thing over and over. But I've said that to other people, and they say, no, he doesn't. No way, you know. And uh, uh, You're talking to him anyway. Uh, but uh, I I ride the stationary bicycle that's the Y. Mm. every morning and and that's when I do my prayers and I just put the headphones on to block <laughs> out all the noise and close my eyes and get after it that's awesome <laughs> well you know the Old Testament talks about how God's people when they pray it's like a sweet aroma to them in fact in the, in the tabernacle and in the temple there was an an altar of incense right outside the holies of holies and it was a special kind of incense 
that only was supposed to be used there and it's supposed to represent the prayers of God's people. So you think about your favorite smell. Do you ever get tired of smelling your favorite smell? Yeah. No. <laughs> fresh baked bread, fresh baked cookies, you know. I can never get tired of that, no doubt. Well, one of the things that we have to be willing to do is to accept counsel and help. And and I know that um, FBC in Pflugerville is a major, major hub of doing that. In oh, absolutely. City. We have all kinds of ministries uh-huh. that offer counseling and help between our food pantry, which leads close to 50 people to the Lord every year, which is amazing. Um, our community connect stuff. In fact, Stephanie Fletcher just asked, um, she's one of our members, she helps organize our community connect, which a lot of getting people to go pray in the yeah. neighborhoods, to go um, put information about our ministries on people's doors and actually knock on their doors and say, hey, how can we pray for you? Do you have any questions? And not trying to promote the church, it's simply how can we minister to you? And Stephanie has done an amazing job uh, organizing that for us. Uh, without her, we wouldn't be able to have all these fancy maps with routes for everybody to go out and do. And a lot of other churches have asked, oh, wow, that's a really interesting ministry. And they've started duplicating for themselves, too, because it's the real thing. Well, it is important that we pray, but it's also important that we study. And I know that there's some really good programs that um, – FBC in Pflugerville. Yeah. Could you name a couple of those for us? Well, I just mentioned Community Connect, which is our way of getting out into the communities. Mm-hmm. We go neighborhood by neighborhood, pray over them, hand out materials and whatnot. There's, you know, in fact, Stephanie Fletcher, the one that organizes a lot of the things, she just asked on Facebook, what are some ministries you'd like to see increase or get better mm-hmm. at the church or expand? And Community Connect, we'd love to keep doing that, too. We'd love to do, you know, as Pflugerville expands and new houses are being built, we want to also be able to reach those new families coming into Pflugerville. That's something that um, we really want to increase our ability to do, for sure. Well, it's been fun today having you here, McGinty. Hey, you think? I've had a blast. You bet. You bet. Uh, we, uh, we always close with that opportunity for that person that's listening to us today that does not fully understand the importance of coming to know the reality of the love of Christ Mm. and the power of God's Holy Spirit. And so uh, the very first thing that a person has to do if they do not have a relationship with Christ is come to accept him for who he is. Mm. And that's a made-up version of Jesus, right? That's right, for who he is. Mm. And then believe, you know, that he loves us enough that he gives us a new life. And then the C is that you conform to the image of the Lord Jesus. How how do we help people do that at First Baptist? How do we get people to accept who he is, yeah. believe in him, and conform? Yes. We have to be available. We yeah. have to get into be the available. world. Tell the story. And, you know, a lot of church ministries, the idea that, hey, come to us, come to us. But the reality is we need to go to where to people are, build mm-hmm. relationships, take the time to establish a rapport with the, the cashier at your grocery store, which I can't really say because we order all our food online. <laughs> so you know, maybe it's with the guy that delivers the food to your door, you know. Um, in fact, the other day, there was a guy who mowed our yard. Uh-huh. And I, my, I threw out my back and I couldn't mow our yard, so we contacted somebody to mow our yard. And it was this young college student. I was like, well, hey, I'm a college pastor. Yeah. And so I said, hey, here's some information on our church. I don't know what you do or where you go if you go to church, but you're welcome to come hang out with us. And um, so I gave him our card and said, "Yeah, I go to go to uh, Catholic church every other week with my with my nana." I'm like, oh, that's great, man. Good for you for going with uh-huh. your grandma and being there for her. But you know, 
just having our eyes open. God presents opportunities, and it's easy to say, oh, I don't want to make things awkward or put people on the spot. But, you know, yeah. the worst thing that people can say is no, you know? And so it's only weird if you make it weird. That's my yeah. life motto. Yeah. Well, we certainly want to thank you for being with us today, and thank you, Mr. Davison. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Thank thank you I got ma'am. to hang out with both of you all this time. This is great. <laughs> Uh, we do want to give you one uh, advance uh, notice uh, before we close today. I will be speaking at a major conference in, in Belton on uh, September the 7th and 8th, and we'll be doing, uh, we, you know, the, um, we'll ask you, if you're there, who are you? And then we'll ask, why are you here? And so what we'll do is we are going to teach from the principle that God says that you're the apple of my life. You're the apple of my eye. And the the phone number for the conference is 254-780-9673. It is the Cedar Break Renewal Center up in Belton. In the meantime, we just pray that this be a wonderful week for you. And if you do have questions about uh, what we've talked about today, give us a call on the love line at uh, 512-249-6535 or go to our website go to the bridge uh, 1120 or go to Love Talk Network and you'll pick up the archives of some of the programs that we've done but we do want to invite you not just to for the purpose that we have to do things that in Pflugerville but we want to invite you wherever you are today across this, this world that you would open your eyes to see that the Lord Jesus is real and he has a plan for your life. Thank you for joining us, and we pray God's blessing upon you today.